This is the Young Professionals Podcast, proudly brought to you by Adapt Careers, where we speak with young professionals to understand what they do in their roles day to day, how they got there and what they've learned along the way. My name is Luke Marriott. And I am Nicholas Sargent, better known as Sarge. And we are your co-hosts. Sarge, what do our listeners need to do? To stay up to date and support what we're doing, please subscribe, like the episode and leave a comment on any of our social channels. We can't wait to hear from you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Young Professionals Podcast. Sarge, who are we speaking with today? Luke, today we're speaking with Naveen Pereira. Naveen is a graduate at Unilever, currently rotating through the customer development team as part of the Unilever Future Leaders Program. Born and raised in Melbourne, Naveen started his tertiary education journey at Monash University, studying an undergraduate biomedical science degree. Naveen soon discovered his keen interest for all things finance and decided to make a sea change and move to Sydney, where he completed a Master's of Finance at UNSW. Naveen has been in Sydney for four years now and is a big advocate for finding things outside his comfort zone and constantly challenging himself. Naveen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Well, thanks for coming on, mate. You're a customer develop you're in the customer development team at Unilever. What is the customer development team? Yeah, so the customer development team is another word for sales. Um, it, it's a it's a weird one because um when I initially entered this space, like I thought we we're going to be doing a lot of um, selling, but it's very different, right? So a lot of it's like commercial strategy and um, yeah, it's very commercial based. So what we're really trying to do is um, develop customers um, over the long term, um, hence customer development. Um, breaks down into a number of different things, right? So you've got field sales, um, you can work with the customer teams, um, there's category teams as well. Um, so yeah, very, um, very diverse range of roles in the customer development space. Um, yeah, a lot of people wouldn't have heard about. So, um, yeah, keen to have a chat about that. Well, just to unpack one of those terms you mentioned, field field sales, I think you said. What, what are yeah. field sales? Yeah, so that's actually that was actually my first um, ever rotation. So, when I first joined the business, um, I was supposed to do six months out in the field, as they say. So, what that is, um, basically, they'll, they'll give you a car. They'll give you a car and a phone. Um, and they'll give you your own territory as well. Do you get a laptop? Yeah, yeah, laptop as well. So, <laughs> um, yeah, get real excited about that when you come into the business. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I got a um, territory out in Sydney's outer west, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so um, out near like Parramatta and um, I don't even remember the suburbs anymore, but um, I looked after about 20, 20 IGAs. Um, so what it really is, mate, it's um, going into the stores. Um, these are kind of your customers that you look after. So you go into the stores. Um, Unilever, as you know, is always um, they've always got new products, right? Um, so what you're really trying to do is at a store level cut in these new products. So trying to convince these store managers, a lot of the time who own the store, that you want to start ranging some new products. Um, yeah, and a lot of the time they're just like, mate, what are you doing here? Like, I'm very busy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you got to kind of go in and start talking to people and a lot of the time they w- don't want you there. Um, and then, again, like with the shelves, right, there's a very particular way the business wanted um, organised. So you're trying to you're – trying to, and it's all organised very strategically, um, so based on a lot of insights and that sort of thing. And just, just on that, why, why do we want the shelves organized a particular way in a store? Yeah, so um, 
it's part of a so for example let's take deodorants right so deodorants would be a category um and in that category like it gets um they start segmenting it a little bit right but you've got different types of deodorants like you might have an antiperspirant or a roll-on um and they want you know the roll-on next to the antiperspirant or they don't want it on the same um same shelf and they want the variant like the flavors to be in a certain um row like yeah that sort of thing um it's all based on a lot of insight um so they it's called like flow of shelf and they want us to say we we're like 60 percent market share they want us to roughly have 60 percent of the shelf um so a lot of that sort of thing um so you go in and you start playing with the shelves and you know a lot of the time these guys like don't touch the shelves <laughs> so um so yeah it's really about developing those relationships with the store managers um, so you'll drive around, you might go to one store, spend a couple of hours there. Um, sometimes they're really receptive. They might be like, yeah, can you like, you know, can you just redo the whole shelf? Um, I had one guy who tried to get me to do the whole store. <laughs> and I was like, mate, I can't touch the products that like aren't, well, I don't want to touch the products that aren't Unilever. And like, yeah, he was trying to get me to redo like the chips and that sort of stuff. And I was like, we don't even make chips. <laughs> Mate, Naveen, just on that, um, not not to butt in, but do you want to just give a bit of context and color as to what Unilever's products are, and maybe explain what Unilever is? And I know when I was kind of coming through high school, the only, uh, I guess, brand awareness that I had of them was the was the U with the shells on the back of my deodorant can. Do you want to explain how big Unilever is globally? Yeah, so Unilever, um, Unilever play in the FMCG space. Um, so what what that is, it's fast moving consumer goods. Um, so that's anything, best way to think of it is if you walk into a Woolworths or Coles, um, that, that, that's like it's retail um, and that's what it is. So Unilever are one of the key players um, along with, you know, Nestle um, and Procter and & Gamble. Um, so basically what it is, is Unilever um, have certain categories we play in. Um, so, our, you know, some of our key big business areas are like, we do a lot of ice cream, we do a lot of foods, and we also do a lot of health, um, beauty, and personal care. Um, so when you break that down, like um, we own a lot of the deodorants market, um, playing a lot of skincare, skin cleanse, um, laundry, um, ice cream, ice cream, both, you know, in home. So like all the tubs um, and stuff you'll find in the freezers at Woolworths and then out of home in the petrol and convenience space or the zoos, wherever you might go. Um, so what we do is we own the brands, um, you know, we manufacture it um, and our job is to manufacture it, put it on the shelves at a right, right price point, all that sort of stuff and, you know, get people enjoying the stock. Do you have a favourite Unilever product? Um, for me, it's probably the Ben & Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, for us sometimes really lucky when, um, you know, things are about to expire and you can take home you know, like a 12 pack or whatever it is. You nearly have the stock turnover so fast. That wouldn't happen very often though, would it? Not this year. Um, definitely not this year, but um, I did have a few opportunities last year. Um, so yeah, really lucky. Like um, sometimes I'll take home a few cans of deodorant and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, obviously I don't want to be taking home like, you know, a full case or something. 
And I'd be happy with the car and the phone, to be honest. <laughs> I'll go and go get my own deodorant. Um, no, I think it's interesting, particularly for younger um, students that might not be, uh, I guess, interested in commerce maybe or have got exposure to how big business works or um, how that operates. I know kind of the first time that I realized that Fanta was owned by Coke, I was like, oh, okay, I, I kind of get this now. And, and I yeah. think Unilever is a big one where you can really get a perspective that a lot of the brands that you might know or buy often are probably owned by kind of one one big brand and in this case that's Unilever. Um, mate, do you want to run us through, you've obviously d- described what your current role or rotating um, position in the grad program is. Do you want to walk us through what it, what it was like to get into the grad program at Unilever, kind of how many people are in the program, what the recruitment pro- process was like and, and all of that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so for me, I was really, really lucky. Um, when I was in when I was in um, my first year of um, studying up in Sydney, I was really lucky to intern at Unilever. Um, and at the time, I was very much like you. It came up on the, um, what do we call it? Um, what's that green, you know, that green page? Grad um, Connect. Green, yeah, Grad, Grad Connect, Connect yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw it um, on Grad Connect and I, I didn't really know what it was at the time um, and clicked it and I did a bit of research and I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. Um I'd also love to get an internship this summer. <laughs> so <laughs> thought I'd apply and um, kind of went through the process. Um, I think, a, you know, a lot of people um, are probably familiar with the process. Um, you know, do, um, what do we do? Um, yeah, do some like quizzes and that sort of thing online and then move into a um, video, uh, like a video interview. Um, yep. So those are always fun, but you get quite used to it. Um, so obviously, prepare as well as you can. And then it was really the assessment center. Um, and I think that's where, I think it's the most fun and it's also the best place to differentiate yourself as well. Um, so we had a, I think we had a half day at, for the, um, internship. Um, so a lot of it was, you know, talking to some of the directors, um, answering a lot of questions, um, doing some case studies. Um, and yeah, I think it's just really good to have an interest in business, um, and, you know, read the news and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. When you, when you were coming to the assessment center, you're obviously, I, I would assume preparing to, you know, just uh, read a bit more about the business and, you know, have some talking points. If you got into a conversation with someone, were you learning yeah. a lot when you're reading about Unilever for the first time? You're like, Oh, they've got all these different teams and I can do all this different stuff. Yeah. 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 For sure. And look, it's what like uh, for me to really understand the Unilever business, like it took ages um so when i say ages like i had to be in, within the business for like probably six months till i actually felt like i knew the industry somewhat um so i realized now like when i was actually in the assessment center like i didn't know very much um and thank god like that there's only like a set amount of questions they can ask right like they can't get too deep but um yeah i obviously did my research as much as you can but there's only so much you can find online um, mm. I didn't really understand how like the different functions interact and that sort of thing. And I think that's not what they're expecting. Um, but yeah, really, I think, um, yeah, I learned a lot um, doing a lot of research and most of it was just um, what they stand for outside of making money. Um, mm. And that was one of the things that really resonated with me. And obviously, um, you know, in the interview, that was one of the key talking points. I think on that as well, when you do your research, it builds your confidence too, because you feel like you have a better understanding. And yeah, I think yeah. one of the, one of the themes that's come across in a lot of these conversations is that if you're confident about what you're doing and you go in with a bit of confidence, then you'll perform so much better 
and you'll enjoy yeah. it more because you you feel like you should be there rather than kind of having that imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think, yeah, I, like for me, I just treated it like almost like an exam, right? So you don't get you don't get that much notice. Like I think you like for this one, I think I only got like three days, or you know maybe it was a bit longer than that. But it's just like um, like in the past when I was just going for job interviews at when I was at uni. Um, you know, just a customer service role or whatever, you'd probably put in, you know, two hours, you might just, you know, figure out what the company's about. But with these, with these internship programs, like there's no reason why you shouldn't sit there for like, you know, a full day or two and like really sit there and think about what, that, what, what you're trying to do and what they might ask you. Oh, it's a big decision. It's the first couple of years of your life potentially in terms of working because you go in there and it's like, you're not going there to leave in six months. Like it's an, yeah. it's a long-term thing. Yeah. Yeah. So this was like, I'm talking internships here, but, um, like I think the same applies, right? Like you really, for, for a lot of people that will kind of be your first bit of exposure, um, into big business and post uni. So there's no reason why you shouldn't, in my opinion, anyway, um, there's no reason why you shouldn't, you know, spend a couple of days working through. On that, Naveen, I totally agree with you. And I, it's only really with hindsight that I've added a bit more, I guess, I guess, depth to that perspective, because when you're going through your, my experiences, when I was going through, you need to like need to research all this stuff in heaps of detail. So I've got a lot of talking points. If people are to ask me questions about the business, so it looks like I know about them, but the more I've, the longer I've been in a business, it's like, they don't want people interviewing you. Don't want you to tell them about their business that they've been working out for years and you don't actually know anything about it. It's yeah. more so you can get an idea of, Hey, is this a business that I really want to work for? Yeah. Um, do they, do I align with what they're about? And do you want to go into a bit more detail? You kind of touched on it just before that um, you really liked what Unilever was about apart from the making money side of things. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right. Um, I think like, I think with interviews, like a lot of people and look, I get it. Um, for a lot of people, when you're at uni, you want to kind of get your hands on the first thing that you can get. Right. Um, but at the same time, like looking back on it, um, it's almost like, it's almost like a bit of a, you're trying to strike a deal, right? Um, they, they, they're trying to see if you're, you're a fit and you're also trying, I think a lot of people go in and it's like, I need to get this, but a lot of it's also, is this company a fit for me? Um, so yeah, when I, when I went in there, um, the person that interviewed me luckily enough for me now is a mentor for me. Um, and she was fantastic. Like we, um, we connected straight away and, um, I think we almost kind of left, um, from like an interview structure to just kind of having a chat. Um, and that was really awesome because she was able to really just tell me a lot about the business. Um, and for me at the time, like it was almost in, in all right. Um, it was like at the time she was looking after the Woolworths account and I was hearing about how big it was. Um, and I was like, this is like really fascinating. Um, and obviously that's a big part of it. Right. But then they started talking about um, a lot of, things they do outside of the business. So it's not all about, um, so there's more to it than, you know, really just appeasing shareholders and growing profit. Um, so, you know, these guys, um, they're really trying to reduce, um, greenhouse gas emissions and what they're doing with plastics and sustainability. Um, and really like a market leader in that space. Um, and that's absolutely huge for me. Um, I think um, business should be done with long-term sustainability in mind. Um, and you know, that's something 
I was learning about at the time and I was thinking this is very exciting and I'd love to be part of it. But as I've spent more time in the business, it's something I'm really passionate about. Um, so I think um, these things are important to consider as well. Um, very important, actually. Um, I think we've all, I've, I think we've all been at gigs where you, you show up and you're like, what am I doing here? Um, I've, I've had a couple of those. So oh, it's important to have that purpose and uh, like deep, deep, like you said, deeper understanding of what's going on. And it sounds like Unilever is a fantastic corporate citizen. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's, that's one of the big focuses. Um, and with every business decision we make those overarching, um, you know, principles or visions, um, they should, should be incorporated into the decision-making. Um, so yeah. On that as well, I think uh, just thinking about now, there's a podcast that I think both, both both Sarge and I are very fond of and that's how I built this. And if anyone's interested in any kind of entrepreneurship or business in general, I definitely recommend that one. Um, but one of them, uh, a couple of the episodes, they're talking about a business that's in the retail kind of space and they've recently been bought by Unilever. And that was at kind of back end of last year or the start of this year. And then COVID hit and they yeah. both separately spoke about how Unilever, their first reaction was no keep all your people, make sure that all the people are safe and we'll maintain the business. Don't worry about that. And they both, and they're obviously separate businesses and they're both speaking about how the attitude of Unilever is to uh, one, look after their people first and then look after the society and environment and all of that. Um, and then kind of profits come later. And I think it's cool that you're, you're saying the same thing because it clearly permeates through the whole business. And, you know, they were talking about it from a, from a European and, and, and US based perspective. And it's clearly, clearly here in Australia as well. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah, like I think obviously, um, Unilever is my first, um, role out, out of uni. Um, but from the sound of things, like a lot of companies have, um, visions and missions and like very, um, bold statements in terms of what they're going to do and what they do do. Um, so I think it's important to kind of take a step back and think about whether the business you're at is actually doing these things. I think that's fantastic advice. Just yeah. jumping, jumping back a few steps, Naveen, uh, keen to understand your journey into Unilever. So um, you, you studied your, initially you studied your biomedical science degree at Monash. Do you want to take us through how that came about and whether that was something that was on your radar when you were back at school? Yeah, so um, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, um, yeah, I think how I got to do biomed at uh, Monash was probably just through following the herd, I guess. Um, when I was at school, um, looking back, um, wasn't really a place of, I wasn't going in there to learn, <laughs> learn much. Um, I was just, you know, going in to play, play footy at lunchtime and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I think, um, following the herd, I think year 11, 12 came around and, um, you know, you have to pick your subjects. And I was kind of looking around, I was like, what's everyone else doing? Um, and at the time, um, I, you know, I was picking physics and chemistry and all those things. And, um, looking back not, not too much interest there. Um, so, you know, begs the question, why, why did I choose those? Um, so yeah, finished those subjects, right. And kind of got to selecting course for university. And I was like, okay, I don't really, I don't really know business. <laughs> I don't know anything about business really. Um, my background so far has been in, you know, sciences. Um, so I was like, I really didn't know what to do. And one of my best mates um, was kind of like, well, I'm doing biomed, like, let's just do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, honestly, like didn't really do my research. Um, I thought it was like a very open degree. 
Um, and look, I think it is. Um, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. And where, where did you get that perspective from that it was an open degree? I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, for some, like, yeah, look, I think, um, I think you really need to do your research, right? Like, I think, um, you, you know, when you first go into uni, you hear like, you hear people that go, oh, P's get degrees. And in your first year, like you think all this stuff's right. Um, and the same thing with biomed, like, um, I, I was almost like, look, it's just, you know, the first year or so I can, I'll figure it out. Um, but then, you know, like a year, first year came around and like I was in a bit of a pickle and really had to try and, you know, find a way to get out of it. With that as well, I think I, I fell into the trap of thinking, yeah, P's get degrees in first year, but then soon came to realize that degrees don't necessarily equal a job. So you really yeah. have to kind of knuckle down and make sure you do as well as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I feel you. So for me, um, so I did some postgrad study um, at UNSW um, and to, yeah, to kind of get into, to get into the program, I think, you know, whatever it was, a 75 or whatever it was, um, after my first year, year of, you know, following this P's get degrees thing, I think it's safe to say, like, I wasn't close. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so for me, like the last two years of that degree, right. were just really, um, really just trying to claw that back. So I went from first year, really not going into uni much at all. Um, and just really just kicking back with mates like Monday to Friday, um, doing whatever to really spending like, especially my last year, spending nine to probably five thirty, like actually sitting in the library and studying. Um, and that was literally trying to just claw back a bad situation. Um, and that's the sort of, it wasn't fun. And that's the sort of situation you can find yourself in if, um, you know, you're not passionate about what you're doing. Um, whereas I've had mates who just, you know, went into BCom, they loved it. They went uni all day, every day. Um, you know, he got through the three years very easily and just straight into a job. Um, and you know, that could have been, that could have been a path that, you know, um, it wasn't. But, but I think a, a lot of people uh, can fall into that trap of not really, I guess, not, not caring, but not trying as hard as you can in first year, even if you like the course. Like I think Sarge, you, you have a similar experience of that in, in first year. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think you, you go, you finish school and you go to uni and uh, you're kind of like, oh, well, I've, I've just finished school. Like, you, hopefully you've done pretty well and you're pretty keen to just kick back and not do a heap. And I think when I started uni, I had this mentality of, oh, okay, well, I just won't fail. Like, it just won't happen. So, like, I wouldn't do a great deal of work and I didn't fail. I did okay, but I wasn't trying my hardest. And I look back at that and I say, well, like, I really should have knuckled down and had a crack. And on top of that, I'd say, you should also think about what you want to do and what interests you. I think when I started uni, I wasn't necessarily doing something that super interested me. It was kind of like, oh, I got X score. I'll go and do, I'll go and do law. And maybe that's not the, it's definitely not the right way to go about it. So how did, mate, going forward a little bit, you finished your biomed degree and then have this epiphany that you like finance. Do you want to just walk us through the, the, I guess, thinking between finishing the degree and then going, actually, I'm going to have, go and have a crack at yeah. something that I'm interested in. And then the, the, the move up to Sydney, cause that's no small, no small change yeah. for, you know, a, a quite a young yeah. person, relatively speaking. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, probably set like, as you know, probably second year into that biomed degree, right. I was kind of, um, figuring out a way to 
you know, get out of the situation. Um, but it's one of those things, like I didn't have that many options. Um, the option was really just to finish the degree that I started or to kind of drop out. Um, and I think, I think there's a situation where the ATAR was only valid for about a year or something. Um, and yeah, like I didn't want to go back to doing another, starting another bachelor's from scratch as well. I just spent two years, um, you know, doing this biomed degree and that's certainly an option, right? Um, like if anyone in that position, um, for me at the time, I just didn't felt feel like I wanted to do that. Just on that, why, why didn't you want to go and start a bachelor's again? Like in your view, what's the difference between a bachelor's and a master's? Look, looking back at it, like obviously I've finished my master's now. I don't really know if there's a, there's a, like, and the truth is I actually just don't know the answer, but, but, um, look, I assume there is a difference, but for me, like, I don't really know because finishing my master's, I just, Unilever was one of the first jobs I applied for and I just happened to get it. Um, so I don't really look, to be honest, I don't know, but from what I hear, there's tremendous value in having a master's. And, um, for me, it was one of those things, right. It was like, regardless of what I did, like I could have had it. Well, actually I could have had a like finishing the program. Um, so it was like, I was two years in, right. I could have started a bachelor's and done, being done in three years where I, was, I could have done the extra year and then got a master's in a year and a half. Um, so it was all, I was also thinking time wise, I was like, how do I get out of uni quicker as well? Um, and I was like, if I can get out of uni quicker and have a master's, um, like it just makes more sense. Um, so that's actually kind of how I was thinking at the time. Naveen, do you want to walk us through in, in a chat before today, you, we were talking about how you had an opportunity to maybe get into a similar program at, at Lendlease, which was working in um, M&A. Do you want to talk us through, I guess, what, what M&A is? And that, that's got kind of, I guess, the, the, the sex appeal of, of people in finance and I want to get into M&A. Do you want to take us through the, the thought process there and, and why you ended up choosing Unilever? Yeah, so um, look, yeah, so for me, as I said, um, moved from biomed into finance. Um, and the reason I did that was I spent the last two years while I was in Melbourne, really trying to figure out what I like. Um, and, um, uh, for me, I figured like I actually knew finance was an op- an op- a very, um, good option. So that's why I moved to Sydney. Um, did my first year up there, um, doing my masters in finance and it was a tough year. Um, but it kind of got to that stage where I wanted to, I needed to do an internship and really get a bit of exposure. Um, and at that time I was really lucky, um, to get Unilever. Um, so you you guys know how it is. Like, it's like, it's a little bit around exam time, like, um, some of these interviews and around mid SEMs and there's a lot of applications and that sort of thing. Right. Do do you want to walk, cause we've got some, hopefully some high school students listening as well. Do you want to walk us through just in a bit more detail, you know, what, what we're talking about there in terms of interviews for grad program and you're still at uni and you're studying for exams. Do you want to kind of walk us through what that kind of, I guess, three month period looks like? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so look, I can't remember the, like, I can't remember the exact timings, um, in terms of months, but it's quite a stressful, like it is a stressful year. I think, um, I think most people will say that where, you know, at the time, um, you're really not, you really try not to let your grades slip as well. Um, and obviously you've got that, that on like forefront of your mind. Um, and you've got a lot of assignments and whatever, you know, other commitments you've got outside of work. Um, and a a lot of these um, job applications are very time consuming. Um, like if you're doing them properly, they can easily take, they can take a while just for one application. Right. And I think a lot of, a lot of the time you're sitting there and looking at these programs and there's a lot of them you might want to apply for. 
Um, and they're time consuming, especially if you kind of get through the process. Um, like if you get an interview, you're not going to just go in and with no effort, right? You want to actually. Well, like you said with Unilever, it takes you a couple of days to prepare and really understand the business and uh, make sure that you understand the business's purpose too. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so for me, luckily I was in a position where I was, you know, I was able to choose a little bit. I was like, okay. Um, so I got, luckily for me, I got Unilever very early on. Um, and then I also was still like applying for a few other roles and I was like, actually, hold on. Look, I think I'm going to go with Unilever. Like, I think that's the one. Um, so did an internship there for four months, um, which was fantastic. Um, and yeah, basically like the next year comes around, right? So you do your three, four months, you probably start in, I don't know, late November, December. Um, and you'll probably go till about February, March. Um, and then you'll kind of, you'll be back at uni. Um, and then I think a couple of months after that, the programs open up again. Um, so yeah, so at the time I was very lucky because I finished my Unilever, um, interview, uh, internship in February. Um, and basically got asked to come back on the program in about March. Um, so like if people can sort that out early, um, like that's advisable because otherwise it's just going to be a very stressful year. That That's certainly the dream, <laughs> having a yeah. having a job lined up and then you can just kind of, not coast, but you can, in your last year of uni, you can just worry about uni rather than, yeah. I need a job after this. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you've got the job so you don't have to, you know, like you don't have to study late, not like you should, but you know, th- th- that pressure is not there. Right. Yeah. Well, um, once you got the job, P's do get degrees after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, to answer your question, like I already had Unilever lined up and then I stopped applying for programs cause I had what I wanted, but then a couple of months went by and I was like, man, like, I think I might, what, like, why don't I just consider going back to Melbourne as well? Mm. Um, so I started applying again and, got let, um, luckily got, um, an assessment center for Lendlease. Um, and look, I think, um, for me, like it wasn't, it wasn't something I was truly passionate about. It was more so, um, wanting to kind of be in a certain location. Um, and I think for me, like when I, I did, I identified that I had more passion for Unilever and that's where I really wanted to work. I think it was a pretty easy decision. Man, I think all of the things that you've spoken about today in terms of understanding what a, really, what a business is really about and then um, I guess calculating whether that fits in with what you're about, it sounds like you've done a lot of self-reflection over, over the time and you've made some clear changes in terms of moving cities and, and unis as well. What's your process there? Do you consciously take time to be like sit back and reflect and say, okay, I've learned X, Y, Z from this experience. What can I do next time? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think reflection is very important. Um, like I think, um, for me, I was really lucky in the sense that, um, I did some jobs that I really didn't want to do. Um, so when I first moved to Sydney, I did, um, I did a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so I did, I worked at this, um, like boutique consulting joint. Um, and when I was there, like I, I just didn't enjoy it very much at all. Um, and I also worked, um, you know, I worked in business development in tech. Um, and again, I was like, I just hated, I was there for like three weeks. What were the um, parts of these jobs that you didn't enjoy? For me, um, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like, I don't know if I'm the same as everyone else or maybe a little bit different, but for me, it's just very instant, right? Um, like 
you go through the induction and like for me, I was just like, I hate it. Like <laughs> I, I just don't like it at all. Um, and yeah, um, like with the tech one, it was just a little bit of like the cell, like very, um, very specific. Right. Um, but it was just very, like, it was so salesy. Like it was like selling a product that I could just tell people weren't around. And for me, that's, I think there's great skills that you can learn in terms of, sorry, um, in terms of selling and all that sort of thing. But for me, I, I just, like, they're just people, people didn't like the product. And I was like, I was like, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're, you're, you're a very purpose driven person. And I think that's, that's really come out when you speak about Unilever and the, what we're talking about before in terms of Unilever being a good corporate citizen. So I, and I completely understand why you didn't find those particular roles that you've just talked about engaging is because it lacked that underlying purpose. Yeah, exactly. Right. So um, back to the question, like, I think that's a big thing like purpose. Um, so I'm always reflecting, um, for me, I'm just very, um, if I, if I love something, I will be there all the time. Um, you'll get a hundred percent, but if I'm not really feeling it, um, like I really struggle to kind of get there and go through the motions. So it's always just really reflecting on that. And it's like, am I really happy with what I'm doing? And I think that's a really important point for particularly, well, at any stage, right? Like even if you're at high school looking for a part-time job and you really hate it, it's like, I, I, I get that. I get that everyone needs to kind of get, get some money in the bank and, and pay for bills and all of that. I, I understand. But if you've yeah. got the choice to make a choice between a job that you hate and a job that you probably like a bit better, it's not so much only your peace of mind it's like you're not going to be a very good employee like you're talking yeah, about if you don't yeah. like it like don't don't um i guess uh waste everyone's time if you have a choice as well yeah. like go and find something that you're passionate about and that you will be a productive uh part of that business i think to take that effects a step further luke i think you can also apply that same thinking to school so if you're if you're choosing your school subjects and like obviously in year 12 you got to do five subjects so you can't get away from that but if you're doing, if you're choosing your subjects, you should be thinking about which subjects do I actually enjoy going to class for. And on the employee point, it's the same with your teacher and your fellow students. Like you don't want to rock up to class and be an absolute brat or not pay attention and, and ruin everyone else's learning environment. So I think adopting that same mindset towards choosing your subjects is really important too. No, oh, totally agree. Naveen, what would you have to say to kind of students coming through in high school or, or even university now that you know, might be thinking, oh, I'll just go and do the course that all my mates are doing. Um, yeah. <laughs> how, did, how did you go about discovering that you like finance, right, or in, in your in your situation? Yeah, look, I think, um, yeah, I think it's about putting in the time and just figuring it out. Um, I don't know if you guys did the same thing, but I remember when I was coming out of uni, this is for a bit later, but I remember when I was coming out of uni, you're sitting on the pay scale and um, you're looking at the industry reports and you're like, oh, if I go into this, like, this is what the average is and all that sort of thing. But I think it's important to keep it very simple. It's like, do I like this or do I not like this? And um, if you don't like it, you, know, you probably shouldn't, you know, um, go in any deeper. Um, so that's kind of my advice. But I think before you do that, I think that, um, you know, the three years or however long it is at uni, five years, I think um, one of the things I did was I just got stuck into everything. Um, so, um, I did finance, did sales, business development, 
um, did consulting. So these are in your part-time jobs, I'm guessing, that you're talking about? Yeah, so just yeah. internships and part-time jobs um, and just a lot of exposure to different um, industries and different businesses. Um, and, you know, along the way, you kind of, I think you figure out what works for you, what doesn't, what you like and what you don't like. How, how do you go about that, right? Like, so say you're a first year uni student or this can be anyone, like if you're doing a, a trade apprenticeship and you need some experience or whatever it might be, like, how did you go about being like, oh, I need to go get some experience with this particular skill? Did you think about, oh, I need to go and get a job in, in retail or in hospitality so I can talk to people? Like, yeah. what was the thinking there? Yeah. So look, a lot of it is like, in my opinion, like for me anyway, it was a lot of trial and error, right? Like um, you're talking to your mates and you, like I'm sure if, if you're in business, you will have heard about it. Um, like a lot of people are talking about management consulting and you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I don't really know what that is. Or, um, you know, people are talking about finance and um, obviously these are very broad, you know, broad topics, but you're sitting there and you're like, oh, well, I might be interested in this. Um, and like how, how are you going to know? Um, you know, if you don't have a crack. And um, I think especially when you're making that decision at the end, right, you don't want to have, um, you know, you don't want to have been sitting in lecture, th- lecture theatres for three years, you haven't got any experience and you, you need to pick an industry. Like how are you going to do that with any, um, I don't know, any accuracy in a way? Like if you don't know, if you've got no work experience or you don't know what any of it's about. Um, and I, like, you know, I think a lot of people do do that. Um, and you know, nothing against that, but I just think to get, to make the best decision, like you need to, you need to have some insights that you've probably generated on your own. With, with that, did you make an effort to talk to different people in, in different industries? And, and if you did, uh, how'd you go about that? Yeah. So, um, look, I think, um, I don't know how long LinkedIn's been around, but like when I was, um, when I was in, I'm not, I'm not that old, but um, <laughs> when back I, in the day, <laughs> yeah, like back in, um, back in like 2015 or 2014, I'm sure LinkedIn, pretty sure LinkedIn was around. Yeah, it was, it was around. Yeah. I didn't have one back then. Um, so I wasn't, um, yeah, I wasn't um, really reaching out to people. Um, and it, yeah, like at the time, it's a bit strange, right? You're, you're like a second year grad. You don't really know what you're doing. And um, like at that time, I was like, if I do reach out to someone, like do I even know enough to kind of have a conversation? Um, so that's a big, like that's a bit of a worry. Um, but I think, um, yeah, I think one of the things to do is really just talk to mates as well. Um, mm. Like talk to mates, do a lot of research and you actually learn a lot. And even if, you're getting to a point where you can have a conversation with someone um, in industry. Um, that's the point you want to try and get to. So just learn as much as you can have a working knowledge of these things. And then you might be able to reach out to people. Um, I personally didn't. Um, I feel like I was quite lucky, um, but like I'll um, encourage it, I guess. And if, if you had say hypothetically, you have to do that today, how would you, how would you go about doing that? Uh, like um, reaching out to someone and making sure you're ready to have a conversation. Yeah. Look, I think, um, look, I think if you're going to reach out to someone, obviously um, know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, first and foremost. Um, and look, like I think, um, I think it's pretty common now. So if, if you're, if you're thinking about reaching out to someone and you're a bit worried, um, everyone's doing it. So um, yeah, reach out, like, 
don't worry about it. What's the worst that can happen? Um, you know, they, they don't open it or they see it and they forget like, who cares. And on that, mate, I think when, when you say know what you're talking about, you might like put a hypothetical around it, right? Like say yeah. you're interested in your situation finance and you go, oh, I want to get a job at Unilever, found a person in a management position on LinkedIn. What do I say to them? It's like, don't stress that you don't know everything about Unilever. I think what you're, what you're referring to, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you know exactly what you're interested in and you've thought about why you're reaching out to that person. It's because I want to get information about the grad program or about working in that team or about something specific and make sure that you've thought about all of that stuff rather than, Hey man, I saw you work at Unilever. Like, can we have a chat? That That's not productive. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah, again, back to like reflecting, self-reflecting. It's like, what do I want out of this? Um, what's this conversation for? Um, and yeah, exactly right. Um, going in there with like a strategy, exactly what you want to get out of it. Um, and yeah, not wasting someone's time. Oh, cool. Um, mate, on that, uh, in terms of the reflecting, it sounds like you're, you're one to, um, one one more thing. Um, um, yeah, I was just, I saw something the other day, right. Um, um, on LinkedIn and it was just about like, um, look, even if you're just reaching out to someone, um, and you guys have a chat, like try to form a bit of a relationship. Like I've, I've seen, um, well, yeah, saw this post where someone was like, yeah, I've got it. I think he was like a CEO or something. Um, and a lot of people just reaching out and, um, he, he's kind of going, look, Hey, like, thanks for the message. I'm not really in a position to, um, help you right now. Um, that sort of thing. And like, just left on scene. Um, and it's like, you know, if you reach out to someone and they can't help you at that moment or, um, they're busy or whatever, right. Doesn't mean that it's not one of those things where you reach out, they can't help you and that's it, Mm. you know, try for a bit of a connection, right. Because like, that's what it's about. You're networking. Oh, mate, on that, I think that that's a really good point. And the whole point about networking, we've spoken about this quite a bit, um, on the show already, but there seems to be this kind of greasy, uh, perspective on networking, particularly from, from people early on in their career, but it becomes really important and you hit the nail on the head. It's about a relationship, right? It's not about, Hey, can you come and help me for this particular thing right now? And then we never see each other again. It's about establishing that relationship. And I think the, the best bit of advice I got, I can't remember who it was from someone at work. They said the, the first point should be, what can I do for you? And even if you're a junior person, right? I think a good example of that is, you know, if you're trying to reach out to someone that's a bit more senior at another organization and you know that they're working in a particular area, it might be, hey, look at this article that I found that has to do with your competitor or something like that. Like it just shows that you've really thought about what they're doing and you're immediately trying to add some value to their day rather than just taking immediately. So I, I think it's super yeah. point. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than you ask a question, someone's taking the time out of their day to answer it um, and try and help you and you just get ghosted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, for sure. Um, All right. Well, on that, mate, we, we, let's kind of um, start to wrap up. You, I think you've given us a, a lot of um, great insight into obviously Unilever and then the the, the process of coming through the um, university uh, environment. Do you want to leave the listeners in either high school or, or in uni, um, kids that are, I guess, figuring out what they want to do or know what they want to do and they, that might be getting into a place like Unilever. Um, what is, what's some advice that you would be keen to leave them that you uh, might've ignored when you were younger and now you think it's really <laughs> valuable? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think the key ones to like find your own path, don't necessarily follow the herd. Um, and obviously I think 
based on um, my story. I think um, I've definitely done that and um, my path could have been a bit easier if I hadn't done that. Um, and the second one is just to really, um, really just enjoy the process um, through uni um, and even school. Uh, just really enjoy it and do what you love. Like if you're sitting there in classes and you're not enjoying it, um, you know, are you really doing what you're supposed to be doing? Um, that's a big one. Um, and I think, um, also the other one is like when you, I think this is, um, we probably haven't spoken about it too much, but, um, you know, at uni, it's all about your grades and how much do you know? And, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to be the smartest person in the room in a way, but when you come into, when you come into work, it's just about being a good fit, getting on with everyone, working collaboratively to, you know, find the best solution. Um, so I think, um, don't worry about just live in the now and don't worry about, um, you know, that workforce too much. Um, cause you'll find your way when you get in and, um, you know, it's just about coming into work every day and just being your best self. Um, so that's kind of my advice. Naveen, I think that's awesome advice and a great place to leave it, mate. So thanks for coming on the show today. We really appreciate you talking about Unilever, your experience and, uh, people need to find what interests them and, and make sure they're not following the hurt. I appreciate that, boys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, mate. I'd give you a standing ovation for that last sentence if I could. Um, yeah, really good advice and appreciate the time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have a profession you would like to know more about, a question you would like us to ask, or a story you would like to tell, please reach out to us on the social channels at either the Young Professionals Podcast, TYPPAU, or our personal profiles. We'd love to hear from you.